0: You're listening to a sermon from the Axis Church in downtown Nashville. For more information, please visit Axischurch.org. Psalm 118. His steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. All nations have surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me. They th- surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They were like a fire among thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind up the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horn of the altar. You are my God, I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. If you just give me a moment of grace. (laughs) 29 verses, wow. I can't believe that's the one I picked. Um, (laughs) Well, hi, my name's Gavin, uh, Gavin Royal. I am the Youth minister here at the Axis Church. Thank you. Um, We, my wife and I, Kendall over there, um, have been calling the Axis Church home since 2016. Um, I am a graduate of PLC season four, which is in 2021. Uh, What the little note card of my bio says is that, but what it won't say is that I was also in season two and dropped out, so it's crazy. I'm even up here. I don't don't know why they chose me, but um, I do want to briefly recognize the guys who went through PLC. Brian, you did a great job. Um, Alex Hoffman, who was here in the first service, um, he was actually scheduled to preach for the summer, but just due to some logistics, he was unable. Um, So want to honor those guys. And for context of Psalm 118, this is the these are the Passover Psalms. So in the beginning of 113 through 118, these would have been corporate worship songs um, that the people of Israel would have been singing during Passover. Um, So when I was reading, you know, let let the house of Aaron say, y'all should say it. I said it a lot. Good, good. Um, So that was kind of the Corporate liturgy of worship that the people of Israel were using. Um, and it would have been very much in the mind of Christ and the people when on Palm Sunday, this is what they would have been saying to him um, in the upper room. This would have been very in his mind. And he even quotes in verse 22 he is the cornerstone, right? And we'll get uh, to that at the apex of the sermon at the end with communion. But um, this is what he attributes to himself, so a very important psalm, and excited when we get back into Mark. Um, many of these references are made in Mark, so I uh, hope we can do that. Um, I don't even know what this is, so I'm just gonna put it here, Right? Is that okay? Yeah. Um, for a personal context, uh, this psalm, I, I didn't necessarily choose. I did say I would do this psalm, but in Easter, uh, we have this dinner called a Seder, and Pastor Don was leading it, and it is a corporate worship type thing, and Pastor Don chose this uh, passage for me to read. Um, at, at the time, Colin was one month old, and uh, many of you in the room who know me and Kendall um, will know why I bring up Colin, but for those of you who don't know us, um, in December during the Advent season. We were told that Colin, uh, our second son, would have Down syndrome, and he does. And we were so thankful for him, and we wouldn't change anything about him. But um, that season of longing um, that Advent creates in us, I, I was left Adventing in January and February, and I don't even know if I was longing for a new arrival. I think I was dreading the new arrival, um, January and February were some of my darkest days. Um, Derek Schlender, who was here in the first sermon, um, was such a bright light during those days. Christian, man, thank you. Um, it gives new context. This is, this is hard to say again. It gives new context to... The Overturn of Roe v. Wade, um, we do rightfully celebrate uh, the, the celebration of life and the protection of it. And I never thought that we should get Colin aborted, um, but there were many days where I begged that this cup would pass from me. <clears throat> we pray that the diagnosis would be untrue. A lot of you joined us in, in prayer for that. And we thank you. Um, In the depths of my greatest despair, I had hoped that Kendall might miscarry. It's hard to say that in a church that's had so many miscarriages. I know that's sin. And I know that Christ didn't just bear my sin, but he bore the shame I feel now. So... In my hypocrisy, I can receive the forgiveness that you read and have assurance of faith. When Colin was first born, I was overjoyed, but my fears did linger. And so back at that Seder, when my pastor chose for me, verse 18, I read, The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he's not given me over to death. And the tears were just flowing. I mean, I was ugly crying. It's because in that moment, right then and there, I realized it's not the disciplining hand of the Lord that will endure forever for you, beloved. It is the love of the Lord that endures forever. And in his discipline, It is because he loves us. The love of the Lord endures forever. The youth team, you guys, Darius, man, words of life during that season. So many people, if you're new to the Axis, you've found the right church. You can stop looking because these people lined up to fill our little hospital fridge. We had to throw away half y'all's food you brought us. I'm sorry. I gained weight and everything. I tried to put it away, just, y'all brought us casseroles. I mean, Kendall, you remember this. I didn't add this in the first sermon, but it literally felt like there was a revival breaking out in Vandy. Doctors who Kendall works with, who want nothing to do with Christ, heard Kendall preaching the gospel. And it was the most glorious thing I've ever seen in my life. And y'all were a part of that. They were like, I can't, why are, I mean, we've seen people get casseroles in the hospital, but like this? It's insane. So thank you. Um, And so for those of you who, and there's someone, I won't say who, but someone after the service was like, oh man, I had no idea, I'm so sorry. I missed it. I miss that season. I'm like, y'all, he's going he's gonna to be here for a while. We'll take your casserole. Um, <laughs> plenty of time to make it up. That's not planned humor, so you know. Um, so if you would, now, as you have ministered to me, I hope that I can minister to you. And we're just going to kick on the afterburners. And, and just declare the beautiful love of the Lord. So if you would, join me in prayer and uh, pray that I would receive boldness and, um, and herald him rightly. Lord, you are mighty to be praised. Your steadfast love endures forever. Even the words that I read now from the Bible, we can't fully understand. We might know a little bit more about you leaving this Sunday, but my goodness, a million years into eternity future, we will still be recognizing new realities of your love towards us, which was established in blood at the cross. This is, behold, that wondrous mystery. This is the price of our redemption. May I declare that boldly for the weary, disciplined saints in the house that they would receive encouragement for those who are outside of Christ that they would receive faith. Save them, Lord, as you have saved us by grace. Amen. Amen. Love is patient. His patience endures forever. Love is kind. His kindness endures forever. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. And God's inability to be envious, boastful, proud, rude, self-seeking, easily angered will endure forever. Keeps no record of wrong. Doesn't just forgive our sins, it keeps no record of them. We receive forgiveness with no shame, and that endures forever. It's not that God's tolerance towards you endures forever. He doesn't just put up with you and you get to be a back row Baptist in his presence. We're invited into communion with him it is his love that endures forever love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always persevere perseverance is another word for endurance and it will endure so here's some other words like endurance last live live on go on hold on abide continue persist remain Stay, survive, bide, tarry, lasting, long lasting, durable, continuing, remaining, persisting, prevailing, abiding, perennial, permanent, unending, everlasting, constant, stable, steady, fixed, firm, unwavering, unfaltering, unchanging, changeless, long lasting, long-established, long-running. I love long-established because it was thought of beforehand, right? Long-running, long-term, eternal, steadfast. The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. Romans eight thirty nine says, Height, nor depth, nor worry, nor poverty, nor temptation— nor Russia or pandemics, nor recession, nor the Fed hiking up the interest rates, nor anything, including Down syndrome, will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours in Christ and through Christ. And that love endures forever. You see, beloved, if we're not in Christ, The opposite of Romans 8 is true for us. Height, nor depth, nor good deeds, nor baptism, nor evangelism, nor charity giving, nor mission work. Nothing in all of creation can separate us from the wrath of God, which is ours in Adam. That is bad news. But the good news is you've already heard it. From Ephesians 1, which the kids read to us. I mean, what a beautiful rendition that they gave us. In him, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purposes, which he set forth in Christ. As a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in heaven and on earth. I love that. In him, we have obtained an inheritance, as they said, having been predestined according to the purposes, for the purposes of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promised spirit. Praise God. If we had gotten one amen out of that, we would have been done, but y'all missed it. Um, I do have one, one small word that's not scripted Um, And it came to me yesterday. I didn't think I would say it, but I'll add it anyways. If you are, I will speak to the husbands because I am a husband. If you read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy, it doesn't boast. And you feel inadequate, it's because you are. We all, we want to love that way. I want to love you that way. But we are fighting a war within ourselves, to love that way. And what's beautiful and so profound is that your wife was walked down the aisle by her earthly father. You are walking your wife to her heavenly father for eternity, and she will receive the love that she's due. So in your inadequacies, instead of feeling down about yourself that you don't love your wife the way that you should, be encouraged. She'll be loved for eternity the way that she should be. And now, because that's true, strive towards it. That's sanctification. Because Christ died the death that we deserve on the cross, we can now be in him. That's what Ephesians 1 repeated over and over again. In him, in him, in him. When we put our only hope to stand before a holy God in him is when we are truly found in him. I'll read that one more time. When we put our only hope to stand before a holy God is when we are actually found to be in him. We put no other hope in our salvation but in Christ in light of this great salvation that we have received, in him, we can look back at Psalm 5, or I'm sorry, 118, verse 5. It's not on the screen. You'll have to actually look at your Bible. That's why I didn't put it up there, so you'd look. Verse 5, in this Psalm, when we are distressed, because we are in him, not in Adam, we find our salvation This is true for you, Christian. Verse 19 through 20 becomes true. He doesn't just open the gate of righteousness. He is the gate. He's the way, the truth, the life. He is the way of righteousness. Look back at the enemies surrounding the psalmist in verse 13. Some of that language might make you a little uncomfortable, sometimes, right? But think about it this way. The Lord is his salvation. This language does denote a victorious battle, a glorious victory, a glorious feast before them. Indeed, echoing many of the Psalms, a table has been set before you. Christian, right here, wine, bread, Our souls are literally stuck in our flesh. Our flesh that still has fleshly desires is constantly waging war against our innermost new self, constantly fighting us. Pastor Don pointed this out in his sermon, get acquainted, spend many days and many thoughts in Romans 7. The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I keep on doing. That was penned by Paul, who is more sanctified than all of us put together. If he's still struggling with it, guess what? So will you. And in the midst of our enemy, this fleshly prison that we're in, the table is set right here in the midst of our enemies. So as the servers come up, and we're ending it here, the servers come up and present the elements of communion. Look and behold, the blood, the wine, represents the blood. His perfect life represented in the bread, broken for us. The blood is representative of covering our sins. And in fact, he is the cornerstone of our faith. He's declared himself as such. This table is our cornerstone. And we will, for all eternal days, bask in his glory. Christ didn't just give us elements to observe, bulls, goats. He became the sacrifice that the elements point to. Come behold the wondrous mystery. Taste, see that he's good. These gifts are for the people of God. Come when you're ready, I'll pray. Lord, you are greatly to be praised. Thank you for this great, great salvation you have worked in us continue to sanctify us, conform us into your image, and let all of Nashville see there's something particular about this church. Make us a church of prayer. Let us commune with you. Amen. You've been listening to a sermon from the Axis Church in downtown Nashville. For more information, please visit theaxischurch.org.